Today we've got the legend, the pioneer, one of the first people to pick up a camera and document Graham, Risky Rose himself, aka mate? Rooney. <laughs> you alright, mate? How you doing? You like that intro? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Was you one of the first ones, yeah? Yeah, it was so, um, pioneer the scene. Troy and Ratty come before me. I don't know what one was actually first, and then I come. Me and Sparky come a little while after. Yeah, the Risky Rose series. Yeah, so. Yeah, been here for a minute. It's been a long journey. 2004. Is that when you started? Yeah. So what's going on for you now, briefly? Because I know you've been busy um, with your nan and the various other bits. So yeah, let yeah. the people know what's going on. So I just kind of took Risky Roads into more production company. So like pitching shows to TV. Some might not gen- like always be music, you know, like bits of everything. Just using all my knowledge from stuff I've picked up over the years. And I've got good contacts with commissioners from all the different channels. So it just felt right to start pursuing that you know like and use my other ideas and build on what i've achieved so far so what's been the main obviously i think the grand grand thing has been the, yeah. the main focus right now has yeah. it how did that even come around um i've wanted to do that for years it was more of convincing my nan because it was just one of them things where you see all my mates come around the house and you see the the kind of rapport that my nan has with everyone same with my mum but my mum would never go on camera Right. My, na- my nan, she's like, she's, uh, as you see, she's like real, like, says it out. Your mum's kind of like, so I met her at yeah, the yeah. Lord of the Rikes launch party. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're very similar. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was just like, I know that would work. And obviously, with the way the media sometimes portray grime, and if you've got an 82 year old or 80 year old where I started, woman sat with a rapper, all of their kind of misconceptions that they put out across grime and rap, they can't say nothing anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was the kind so of So when did process. you have the idea? What, like, was it, like, back when you were doing Risky Roads or sort of later on? I first thought of that. I wanted to do that in about 2008, maybe even before that. But it was um, just a case of convincing me then. And it took all that time. But in the same sort of thing, it's like everything happens when it's meant to. Because it hit a point where it got way more eyes than it probably would have. Yes, really. So if you'd done that, maybe what say two thousand and seven, two thousand. Yeah, the world might not have been ready for that. Yet. Yeah. But now, like, it felt like it was when it did come. It was, it was like it, it hit at a sweet time. So it's like one of them things. Everything for a reason. So how does she feel about all that? The publicity she's getting. She, my nan, my nan's one of them. Like she's a very special person. Like she's, if she brings a smile to someone, it makes her happy. And the fact that a lot of people get a lot of joy from watching what she does, that makes her feel good about herself yeah so she's like she really enjoys it like people stop her all the time she's more famous than i am i know <laughs> <laughs> she's she's outgrown you now yeah, Rune, know, you know yeah, what that's mean? It. she gets all the brand deals and everything yeah. she is, isn't she? <laughs> so what is risky roads now risky roads now is like it will always have, it will always be at the heart of the grime scene and then grime and music's always in it in in risky roads risky roads now is like a production company as well like, okay. So, branded content, documentaries, like formats, like literally everything. That's good. So, Rune, you've had a, a long career in yeah, the grime scene, man. One of the founders, one of the pioneers of this, picking up a camera and documenting our scene. Where on earth did the idea even come? Because no one was really filming yeah. stuff, was they, when you first started? Like you said, it was only Troy. Right, yeah. the ones I know of, there might have been a couple of others, but they're the ones that I like was at the forefront for me. It's like I used to work, like, I, I used to go Riven Division, I used to DJ, so I was yeah, playing risky. pirate radio, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I always it was always in Riven Division, 
And I remember one day I went into Riven Division, there was a, a thing, like a DVD on there called like Jammer's Birthday Bash. Okay, a- yep. A-plus filmed it. Yep. And uh, I watched that and I was like, oh, this is, this like watching it, it's mad because you're different voices. So like some MCs I knew from the area, some you didn't know. And uh, that and Lord of the Decks was out. I think there was like little interviews, but Smack DVD was my thing. Right. I used to watch the Smack DVD from the States. I used to see like rappers on the streets and interviews and little music videos. And, and then obviously you started seeing the grime thing. I was a big grime fan, like from Pajago, Nasty, started to kind of really get into that scene. And there was a lot of MCs then that used to hear, but you never know what they look like. Did you know what they look like? Couple of them, but not all of them. And I got a Saturday job in Riven Division, and uh, Sparky was in there. And Sparky knew everyone because he'd been working in the shop for ages. <clears throat> and uh, I remember going in there and being like, "We should do a DVD." He was like, "So uh, that was inspired by Smack DVD." Yeah, and oh, oh, like I suppose you had bits from like obviously like the Lord of the Decks or the the like the Jammers Birthday Bashes yep. and things like that. They're always in your mind. Like it all goes round, doesn't it? And um. Because so many people used to come into Riven Division, and I knew Sparky knew him. I was like, we should do a DVD. Like, he was like, I don't know, we ain't, like, we ain't got a camera. I said, don't worry about it. I rang up my nan. I mean, nan asked her to lend me the money for a camera. That's where the camera come from. So, like, even that, it's like, my nan started my journey, and then I've paid that over, and then now she's doing what she's she's doing. So, yep. it's like, it's, it's mad, really. Uh, like, so, just from that conversation building the legacy to where we are now. So when you first got the camera, did you know a lot of the MCs then? Me personally, I only knew a few. Sparky knew a lot because of Riven Division. But once we started filming, a lot started to contact me. And from that day to now, still, like, it's like family, do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's like, now you know everyone. Like In the beginning, it was a bit harder, but word of mouth got around and people used to ring us to come and get onto the DVD and stuff like that, so. Yeah. So you DJing, yeah. didn't that introduce you to a lot of the MCs? Or? I was DJing old school garage. Right, so you weren't even doing grime or anything? Like, it was before grime. Like, once grime had come around, I'd stopped DJing. Like, I, I, I used to DJ on like little pirate radio stuff when I was like 15. And then I, I think when I was like 16, 17, I'd done a warm up set for EZ. I had okay. PSG and Creed on my set. Yeah. When I, like, there was a dance that one of my mates run. And. I was like, I'm not getting bigger than that. Like EZ, warm up for EZ, PSG, Creed. Uh, I used to, I grew up watching the tape, like listening to the tape packs of this. Now I'm playing out before. I was like, I'm happy to, this is the last time that I'll, I'll de- yeah. like DJ in a club and that I'm cool with that. And then that was the transition. Cool. So what was the first thing you filmed for Risky Roads, if you remember? Um, first two things I feel was one night we done J2K in, in, in Riven Division you come to Riven Division we interviewed him then we done Rico was Rico one in a shop as well now Rico was uh, um, by both flyover McDonald's so when you interviewed Rico yeah what was you asking him or what did you want to get out of that it was just more like like what are you trying to do with this and what do you think of the scene advice for the youngers because he was one of the like the originals you know like from pay as you go coming through, like, he caught on the tail end of page you go and then helped carry this new thing and then roll deep. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was like, we was kind of, le- we was training ourselves, like, we was learning our skills by interviewing J2K and Rico and it kind of just got 
better and better as it went. So around. who was doing it? Was it Sparky asking the questions or was it you? Bit of both. Bit we of both. To, we used to change it up, but Sparky's voice is in, in a lot of it. I was back yeah. then. I was a bit more like I knew what we wanted to do. He was more the the, the voice certain times. So I didn't really want to be. I was changing out. Like <laughs> You're all over the place now. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, that's kind of how it was in the beginning, you know. And and obviously where Sparky had some of the relationships with people. It kind of him talking got more out of people at certain times. You know? I get you. And then when the ones I knew, I could it kind of and then it spiraled on by risky roads too. I knew everyone. Everyone knew me. They all been around my mom, my mom's. You know what I mean? And with yeah, it's mad. So risky roads one. When you filmed Rico and J2K, did you already have the name? Yeah, like risky was my DJ name. So, yeah. but I spell risky my DJ name different to the risky roads risky road. Okay. It's like my DJ name was R S K Y because my initials were yeah. Y. Okay. And uh, that's where Risky come from. I was like, oh, going on the roads, filming, Risky Roads, ring to it, took it, like, designed up the first cover, went into Sparky and said, yeah, look, this is what it's going to be. There's a camera. And then there you go. And I, at the time, I, I just started uni. And um, and we was, like, the course I was on, my, I made, like, one of my powers worked in a record shop from on the course. Ended up DJ Pioneer. Was it Pioneer? Friends to this day, yeah. Like so, like <laughs> he used to dust out and do his DJing, and I never used to turn up because I'd be filming. So we used to always be like, "I'll oh, get notes, get notes to everyone." Like, yeah, it's mad how like the world plays out, you know. And you connect back together. Connect back yeah. together, yeah. So what else started happening with Risky Rose One? You've got J2K. Yeah. You've got Rico. Tell me the progression of the DVD because that DVD. There's so many interviews on there, yeah. like um, the freestyles you got. Tell me more. Yeah, I wanted that to be like a kind of, you put it in and you get a bit, you get a t taste of that time. So radio sets, music videos, interviews, freestyles, like that was what I kind of wanted to do. Where you had some that was just the deck, the, the interviews, some was just the sets, a bit more glossy, like Risky Rose. I just wanted what I wanted to see. I was a fan. So the stuff I wanted to know, I wanted to do, I wanted to go pirate. I ain't been pirate since I DJ'd, but I want to go pirate again. I used to love pirate. Let me go pirate and film. Let me go and interview. Let me go and get some freestyles. Then you get little bits of people's characters and yeah, kind of that's how it, where it, where it kind of went. So it was, I started to format things within the DVD. I had little formats. So you had a section for interviews, yeah. section for sets. Yeah. You have music videos section yeah, yeah, and that music as well, video section as well, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, tell me some of the, the moments that stick out from the first DVD. I've got maybe a couple, but I want to know yeah. what for, personally for, for you. From the first one, obviously Rico when we got kicked out of the park. Yep. Off the first one. Um, rough Squad in radio. Ten, that, when Tinchi opens the door, like, that's a... Big scene now because it's like he's playing shut up. But yeah, functional low, yeah, functional low, yeah. XTC. Yeah, ecstasy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that is that's like so that always stays in my head. Yep. It's like look where the scenes come. Yeah. You know, one instrumental you can see, and then like fifteen years later, yeah, yeah. someone's revived it, and it's and it's done what it's done. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then and then obviously like just the journey itself. Uh, I went places, estates and different areas that I probably would never have gone to if it wasn't for Risky Roads. So that is always special to me, like the bits that ain't even the footage. 
it's like the journey the itself. journey yeah, the, yeah. The, on the way going to the set yeah, yeah. here or there what else sticks out for you on the DVD because there's so many scenes and bits on there we, we need to let the people yeah. like what really there's means so something much the first the, f- the second DVD has got a lot more yeah no but let's that's, let's, that's the one that's got the, the yeah but the let's, first. let's stick let's stick onto yeah, the first yeah. for, for a sec the first one there's so much oh, like, so you got the, the acapellas that that like just going and get everyone's acapella that just shows like the level of impact that or the respect that we'd got early on in the scene to get everybody that we got to do an acapella Kano gets D doubles lethal Wiley that, the list goes on you know yeah. like all MCing on this on this thing so that's that's always special but the first one's always the first one's special in different ways for me because it's like that started everything that kick-started my career into filming and TV and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I look back now and I think, oh, that's, like, editing and that, jeez. But that that learned me everything. Like, that taught me that all the ins and outs of what to do and how to do it and even down to the pressing of the DVD, trying to burn the DVD because it was so long. I think Risky Roads 1 is, like, four and a half hours. Trying to burn that on a normal DVD ain't fitting. So I had to then go and like find dual layer discs and then dual layer discs let me burn it and then we had to find a special pressing plant that would burn dual layer discs. And then we had to drive all the way to Croydon to give them the disc. Like all these little things, that's what Risky Rose 1 reminds me of. It's more than the footage for me, that one. Like, that's it's it. everything around it. Yeah, yeah. So you do Risky Rose 1, what's the word on the street? Like you're still working at Rhythm at this time, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? What's the feedback on the road? It was mad. It was literally mad. Like even before the DVD come out, the the pre-orders and stuff was crazy. Like and the the people that was waiting for it, and I'll never forget the day it turned up to Riven Division in the boxes. The guy from the pressing plant. Coming. How many did you press up out of interest? <sighs> if you remember, you know what? I can't even remember. But I know the, with the first thousand that we done, by the time the guy walked in and walked out, it sold. It sold. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was m- mad. Like it was m- literally with him. Like yeah, can we get some more? It was like that. Like it was it was nuts. And back then it was like the rewind forum. There was everyone was talking about it, and that kind of cemented people ringing us for oh, when you do the next one. Yeah. And then literally within a couple of weeks of the first one coming out, I'd start started, like started getting the plans together for the next one. Rune. Yeah, mate. Risky Roads 2 is where it gets serious. Yeah. The roads are real. <laughs> Even that intro with Gift, when yeah. uh, what, the cabbies. TNs, but the the, the TNs, one. yeah, yeah. But then the cabbies, what's it called, broke down. Yeah. And like, what? why did you even use that as an intro? It just gave you the energy of like, it was just fun, innit? Yeah. Like, and the Air Max TNs thing and Gift's Gift. And it was uh, obviously his legend from Pay As You Go and... It was just, I don't know, it just set it up nice for what was going to, like, you never knew what was going to happen. It was like, that was a nice way to start it, a little bit of a laugh, yeah. a little bit of a scan on ear moment, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? But do you know what? Um, I feel like the production of that was on another level. Yeah. Even the intro, I think, what was it? Danny Reed Hardcore, that yeah, was yeah. the music yeah, behind yeah. it and stuff. Yeah. What was your- Target f- was, Target Hardcore. Oh, was it Target? Yeah, yeah Target. Wasn't it yeah. Danny? No, nah, Target. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. okay. Yeah, so what was like- when you've done, you filmed Risky Roads 1 and you're starting Risky Roads 2, yeah. what was your aim? Because I feel like Up the levels. you connected the whole scene together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was literally, I want to, 
it was like A and R in time now. If I hear anyone like, who's good, like we're going, let's grab them. Let's let's do like that was the goal to like, but bring some people through. If I think you're good, like stick you on here and do this. But then also on a on an editing front, I wanted to up everything, like up the levels of whatever, like the the graphics and done all of them. Like taught myself everything, yeah. done all of that sort of stuff. So it was kind of like that. That was the, the the goals and kind of bring the whole scene onto this DVD. And that's what you've done. Yeah. So what was the first thing you filmed for Risky Roads 2? You know what? I can't remember the first thing I filmed for Risky Roads 2. You can't? No, literally cannot remember what the first thing was. Like Risky Roads 1, I'll always remember them too. Risky Roads 2, the standout moment is always, for me, the ghetto freestyle. Why is that the standout moment? Because Getz was always like, like sick but when we went to get that freestyle it's like I saw a whole nother side to get and he was like you know what I'm here <laughs> I'm having this yeah and he just went mad Seek also made that beat yeah that he's, but like and then like his alias Nocturnal Nocturnal yeah and uh, for years you know I never knew like he, oh, did I, used to, know? I used to chat to both of them on MSN and he didn't know there was a he same. never told anyone uh, it was only a couple of people that knew. And then like, he spoke for ages and I was like, cause I said, oh, like, you're a sick producer or whatever, whatever. And uh, eventually he was like, yeah, it's me. He's like, but it was, he, he knew then that I got to a point, you know, like, I'll help him regardless. I think he's sick. Mm. So it was like, he wanted to know who thought he was actually a sick producer by being an unknown name that's just come out. Yeah. Yeah, mad. All them little stories and things like that. Like that's that's why this whole thing the whole journey is special, you know what I mean? And but that day was mad. I remember coming home thinking, "Wow, I got some something special there." Is that your favorite thing you filmed? It's up there. Yeah, that's up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else um, on a DVD on Risky Roads Two that you filmed? Then you, I loved you was... again the freestyles, getting everyone like because we they moved to this beat. The Rough Squad moved to this beat. Yeah, what was yeah? Why did you only just we, have one beat for like? We bought that. We like that come out on Risky Roads recordings. Yeah, so that was our beat. And it was like, let's see what everyone can do to this beat. Like, it's easy to have different people, different, but then, like, that was kind of what I went to meet Ghetto for, the or Gets now, but the the move to this freestyle, and he was like, I got this beat, and when he said MCs know the levels, yeah, mm. that created that whole other section on the DVD where he had know the levels for the people that wanted to spit longer than the eight or the sixteen yeah. or the, you know what I mean? And then that was kind of what birthed that. But that part also as well, because just that was another journey. We bought a beat, got Rough Squad beat, like, and released a vinyl. Like, that's, that's the best promo you could ever do. Yeah. That was genius. Like, how long was the freestyle? Sparky, like, I'll give it to him. That was well there. Because someone pressed that, put it up on YouTube the other day. Yeah, yeah. Really I was thinking, blind. obviously I've got the DVD, and you think, wow, over just one tune, everyone was ripping into it. Yeah. What's your yeah. Fav- what was your favourite, like... Eight or sixteen. There's so many, so many. I'll tell you another favourite moment of that. Go on. Was when I went to um, radio with Dollar and Sculpture. And oh, okay. Black the Ripper was there, God bless him. Yes. That's the first R. time R. I ever heard Black the Ripper and I was just like, right. What station sick. was that? Axe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was on the radio section. Yeah, yeah. Had so many legendary moments on this DVD. We've got to go through it. Yeah. Um, so that was another special yeah. moment to you. Yeah. yeah, South Agent set. Like there's, there's literally that whole DVD is special for different reasons. 
like from the sets to whatever. But yeah, that, that is, it's just epic from the beginning to the end. So it started off, if I'm correct, South Asians was the first, the first scene, thing. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was yeah, the first, yeah, 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 yeah it was, yeah, it was. Massive Doctor fan. Yeah. To this day, I think he's one of the sickest MCs. Like, I remember um, your face when he when I done yeah. uh, the the cipher yeah, session yeah, for yeah, yeah, Doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you oh, were hyped oh, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Doctor's just been cold from the beginning, you know. And yeah. Yeah. That that was that was a big one. And having like going to different areas, it wasn't just the East DVD. It was North, South, East. A West. lot of the DVD, well, the bigger yeah. DVDs were mainly just East, weren't they? Uh, there was there were different people like from it, but I literally wanted to go everywhere, like cover everything. So, oh, like we went to Catford to get South Agents, or mm. went like P Money's on there. Skinny, yeah, yeah, skinny yeah, P Money. Yeah, 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 completely yeah, yeah. different. It was like a South Agent. That was yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah in Wicks at <laughs> Catford, <laughs> like skinny, but. No, no, like it's completely different voice, like young, isn't it? Yeah, totally different yeah, flow, everything. Different flow, yeah. the whole everything, like, and it's mad when you, even scraps, scraps is spitting grime with flirter and that. Oh, we need to talk about the, even the SLK yeah. bit as well on there. There yeah, was yeah. you got so many people on there. You yeah. had like Devil Man, NG Cartel, yeah, NG from Brum come down. Yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah. So like in terms of the interviews on there, what was your memorable moment? For now, probably the slew them interview because of Esco. God bless him. Yeah, RIP Esco yeah. as well. And Temps when he come through that day and done his freestyle and had Chronic you then. heard of Temps before that? No, Chronic brought him through that day. Said like, oh, I got this guy. Uh, like, so where was that? Maryland on the block. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and that like Temps come through and everyone was like, right, he's enough different. So what are you thinking when he was like, great? It's like, yeah, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> like, it's just like a whole new style that no one you hadn't heard before, you know? Like, mm. there's so many characters, so many characters, and that was the joy of it going around. And then you'd some a new artist would pop up, be like, Yeah, him, like, he's gonna do something, he's cold, this one, that one, like, and yeah, even down to like things with like Storming, God bless him. That's another oh, moment from Risky Roads One, the nasty crew interview in the McDonald's. I just remembered. This is what I'm trying to yeah. prod you, prod yeah, you. Yeah. Like. It's, that Risky Rose one, like I said, it's got, I've got moments, but they're different. And it takes a while for them for me to... But yeah, well, Nasty Crew interviewing the the, the, the McDonald's. Mar part, Marcus you know, Hyper. Yeah, yeah, Storm, God bless. Yeah. They're moments, like they're moments that obviously some some people ain't here no more. Any, um, yeah. God bless any. Like, R.I.P. Yeah, Esco's and Hasty, God bless yes, him. Yes, R.I.P., like, there's, yeah. There's... All like and they're now forever cemented through these DVDs. Like they're always there in the footage, and it's nice, you know what I mean, to have that part of the journey put on there. Like Esco's all like Lord and Max, and he's there, and you know what I mean. There's there's things that and there are people that can't be forgotten. So it's, mm. on that level as well, it's it's nice to have. So when you like go and interview like Nasty Crew, yeah. On the way there, you're thinking, oh, I can't believe. Like, obviously, you've probably grown up listening yeah. to them. Do you feel like, how's this even happening? Yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was mad. It was mad. It's like, yeah, because I, like, in school for me, like, you had people listening to like rap. I listened to rap, and I used to listen to Bashment. But like, Nasty Crew and Page Go, they was like, they that was what I was listening to properly. Yeah, and like D Double was my favorite from that, like from them early eras like straight away you hear D like Pff, D's on a set like it's mad and then 
yeah, like pay-as-you-go, all them pay as you go. I remember all these sets from Rinse from years ago. Like I remember one time there was one in a, in a, at Christmas and there was a rat in the studio or, and someone let off a dog. And like, this was, was like, pay-as-you-go pay yeah, set. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just, it was just all them memories. Like they helped get me to where I am. Now, when I was going to meet you, it's like, bro, I used to listen to you when I was like 13, 14. Like, and now Plague, pay-as-you-go, he's my, he's, his boy's my godson. Like, so I built family from... Yeah, you two are very close, yeah, isn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's it's a mad journey. Like, the whole thing's brought me, like, a, a big family. You know what I mean? Yeah, so Risky Roads 2, let's get back onto that. Yeah. I feel like at that time, that's when, let's say, Cruz didn't... There was a bit of beef going on. Mm. You had, like, the fire camp. Yeah. You had Rolled Deep. You had various other beefs. You, how was it like for you to stay impartial to all of that? Because obviously, one minute you're gonna go and film like yeah. I don't know, fire camp and SA and all this about Wiley and Roll Deep. Did you feel like? Did you ever feel like I can't film these people because these people are my mates and they're gonna get annoyed with me? We was always like honest and that. Like I think that's why there's always the you know like if I film this, I need to tell them to film this and then kind of keep it like that. And it, everyone was saying it was radio. It's just like that was the times. That was the energy that kind of helped build what we're on, like the clash-ins and. So if someone said something, then you'd go back and you'd let them know that you was going to say to them and then they'd like, and it would go like that. And I think that's how the respect come around because it was never uh, film someone and do them over. It weren't, it weren't biased? No, no, no. You had, to, like, you had to just remain neutral and you had friends from both sides. So it was like, obviously you're not going to... Yeah, it was, a, it was a mad time, but it was, again, it was like that energy, that clash energy helped breed where we are now because even uh, I feel like the Rochi freestyle yeah probably one of the most legendary moments when I'm here no the freestyle obviously oh, on, the, on the, 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 yeah, yeah, the second yeah. Well, yeah. I, I've got a story for the first one I'm, me and Sparky went and filmed Roach for Risky Rose 1 mm. he done when I'm here and Wiley come in rhythm when we was looking back over a footage he's like that bar, bar's cold a couple of weeks later he was in Royal Deep and then made when I'm here Oh really? Yeah. Oh, a bit of program history there for yeah, you. Yeah, okay. So like, like little moments like that you've had involvement in, and it makes you f like it's, it's special times. But Roach is one on Risky Roads too. That was another big, another big one. Yeah, what yeah. what other big ones cheer. was there? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, he Roach was going is cold, blind. Cold, he cold. was going blind. Cold. Rough Squad in gen they were just a mad talented crew, and everyone around them was doing bits. They were ahead of their time. Yeah, even when you listen back to the sets now and their production, you feel like... Yeah, like, look at all, that tune, All Right. All uh, Right. I designed yeah. their first out, their CD cover, Guns N' Roses. Oh, was that you? And they come around the house, they was like, they got this, and I just put a cover together for them. Blimey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. yeah, not many people yeah. will talk about All Right, yeah. that tune. No, that tune is, like, that is just production. Like, all that right. is way ahead of his time. Dun, 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 dun. That. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Gen genius. Genius. All Them, right. They, they need way more props than sometimes they get I always say they wasn't my favourite Graham crew but yeah. I think they're the most important Graham crew yeah. we've had yeah Produ production Personally. crew every one of them could make the sickest beats and they all they, they was very influential and the way they gelled together like yeah. everyone knew each other's yeah. bars like as a crew was, yeah they was very important yeah they was 100% like, and obviously their production skills bred onto like other things like Rapid made Untold Bangers 
the dirty untold bangers slick slick yeah slick's like the no bass thing that done and yes like, yes 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 yes, yes. Like they're all moments in in time and yeah rush squad they're they're a crew that deserve a lot of props 100 percent. what was your favorite crew actually i never really had one you know like i i kind of always i had i liked whoever nasty in the early days nasty and page ago they was my original favorite crews and then after that, kind of when I got into it, it was like I liked everyone. Like, they all had a different energy. Come on, give us don't don't sit on the fence. What who was your like? There must have been a crew that you. No, there was. You know, I used to. I just used to like everyone. Like I, I, I liked individual MCs from different ones and all that. And also talking about um, people that's lost. The big like R.I.P. Major Ace as well. God bless him. Yeah. That was another. Like, that was Rest another in one. peace. Yeah, Ace. yeah, just yeah. Good times with we had some laughs with Ace as well. So yeah, because I remember on that DVD you you even got Page Go on there. Page Go on there. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. you done the interviews with that Slim. was a big moment for me. That was yeah, Slim. You got all of them, all didn't of you? Them, Wiley, yeah. where yeah, was that? Like, like the lake, but behind yeah, the water, yeah, the canal at Bow. Yeah, um, Slim and Plague was in Rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Target was in Rhythm as well. Target wasn't it? was in yeah. Rhythm. Yeah, um, yeah. To to do that for me tonight, I had Nasty on the first one. Page Go like that was like a big moment for me because it's like I grew up that was them them two crews is the reason why I'm doing it. and then obviously like can't forget like Oi before you know what I mean like yep. Lethal and 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 Fire uh, Fire Camp More Fire like they're important tunes so when I met them it was like oh you know what grew up listening to there was you know like them things so when you meet the like these artists and then now you can call them friends it all come from just picking up a camera and being a fan, basically. So, when this comes out, yeah, actually no. So, whilst you're filming it and stuff, and yeah. if you've got Lord and the Mics, um, Trey, Practice Hours, um, other various DVDs, do you feel like these guys are your competition, or you're not even thinking about them? Like when you're filming, the I was DVD? always just doing what we was doing, but there was always that competitive edge. But we always got on like, as well. Like some, like you know what I mean. Like and it'd be like me and Troy always have banter. Like Troy would drive past Rhythm Division. Like I'm gonna get Wy uh, Wiley. Like ah, I just got Kano. Ah, like it was like that. You know what I mean? We'd have that that bants and that. And uh, yeah, there was it, we was competitors. And there was there was times when it was that it was the it was like a competition and that. But obviously, as you get older, you can all respect every single person and what they done and nah yeah we're in a what made Risky Roads different from all the other DVDs just I think getting the whole scene and different like having everything on one radio sets music videos freestyles interviews little anecdote bits from people and being the length that it was that is what made it different and we always tried to pair it with a, like a, a CD but it wasn't a compilation CD or album that might have like, it I was a set you had to set like, didn't you yeah we used to have a with set with maximum um, yeah, yeah. We, we, we did have a compilation as well but we had a set we always had a set as well and uh, it would be yeah Max and it was Bear MCs on like Skep D that was a legendary like, set yeah so, yes, yeah go, and then the first one it was Demon Kane and Getz yes 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 it was it was yeah so um, yeah they're like they're, they're moments you know so, so, yeah. how, so how quickly after Risky Roads 2 come out, you're starting to do the movement? But literally the next year. How so did that yeah. come about? Was you just rolling with Getz? I was, I was with Getz all the time. Like Me and Getz, was like, to this day, we were close. You know what I mean? And and he was just like, let's, let's do this thing. Like this, We linked up, met up with the boys, Scorch. And uh, 
yeah, that was it. That was the movement. And then we started just filming everything wherever we went. How long over a period was that? About to a year film? and a half. A year and a half? Yeah. Yeah, we, for, for a while we'd done that. So when you go to Roman and you go Link Wiley yeah. and that legendary freestyle happens with Skep and that, yeah. did you know no, something I, special was going to happen that day? No, no, I was in Doors. Gets and that was in Roman and he just phoned me. He said, jump on a bus quick. Bring the camera. I didn't know what was going on. Got there and I see Skeppy and Will and this Danny Weed beats playing. I thought, oh, this is it. And as soon as it started, it was like, yeah, this is... This is this is another moment. Yeah. This is a this is the movement docs version of the Gets freestyle. So you knew when you was filming that. You yeah, that knew was that was gonna yeah, 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 yeah. And there are things like them ones. I can remember at the bars to this day. Someone plays a freestyle, I can sing along. Like it's imprinted. And yeah, they they you knew that it was gonna be that from when you went there. So movement. Sorry, not movement. We've been talking about that. Fuck radio, yeah. F radio, is that happening sort of the same time as you're filming a movement DVD, or is that a whole next? Bits of it we'd filmed in a movement, DVD, but it was like the the movement. I think if I remember right, you know, I think F radio might have come before. Was that before the movement? Yeah, yeah, I think it was before the, the before movement. The DVD. I think it was before the movement DVD. The movement DVD was the last one, so yeah, it would have been. We linked up, filmed that, and then decided to do the doc. That was how it came Oh, around. so yeah, yeah. so gets his so you've yeah, 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 gone and yeah, done yeah, it F radio. Yeah, yeah, so where was that Danny C's? Was yeah, it was in Danny C's. C's yeah, yeah, because yeah. that was the time when like, radio couldn't really have groups of MCs on or whatever, and it was just like you know what we're going to do this anyway. Gets to come up with a concept, filmed it, and then that again, that's an epic kind of moment in time captured. What was a like sort of standout MCs for you on that on? The F radio. There you was had so quite many different lot. sets. There was like the different ones. So like in the under 18s one, obviously you had like Devlin Comfort and done the chinning bar and everything like that. Yep. The criminal, little nasty, you know, chip, dot rotten. Like there's just so many P money come through then, and it's like that set was. It's just mad. Like the amount of people that was on that set is crazy. And you watch it now, and it's like there's everyone's having a little dig at each other, and then again back at each other, and then. It's just competition in the room. Like, Do you feel like well, that's what Graham's missing right now? Like we've got no sort of sets like that and no, not as many younger MCs coming through? It's hard because there is some of that, but I think I think just the times make it different. Because going straight to the internet, before you had to wait for something and there was an anticipation for it. Uh, now there's so many of the, the things that you can do. You've got to really do something to make it stand out, you know what I mean? And, yeah, you're right. And a lot of MCs now, even grime MCs, they're not got the training of radio, pirate radio and sets. So they're in artist mode all, a lot of the time, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Like, I think the last kind of set that I filmed, like new, that was kind of uh, like, like in London anyway, that had that kind of energy was, you know, the the, the Bluku Bye Bye set yeah. that, I put out on the, yeah. on the YouTube with Zoo and AJ and Storms yeah. and like that set had that old feel. Even looked old, didn't it? Yeah, Even yeah, the way yeah, yeah, you yeah. edited yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And um it was a yeah, it was a that was a a thing. But I think it's that. Like now everyone's artist mode. So it's hard to go from artist mode, like as Getsway says about being match fit, breathing wise, to be able to do a set or be able to bar out for that long. It's different. 
yeah. times has changed a little bit. So as much as you can do them, it's different. If that means because you can make like people make songs now. Exactly. So movement DVD, you've done that. Did you? What happened after that? Did you take a break? Um, what happened after the movement DVD? Personal life stuff. Like I, I set up Risky Rose Recordings. I had a label at the time. We had Marvel on the label. A couple of other artists. What other artists did you have? Um, Rival, Skanks, uh, a singer called Al. She's cold, and I knew they was all gonna do something and whatever. But you know, like how things kind of pan out. The single that we had out for Marvel didn't do what we thought it was gonna do, and had a knock-on effect and I think and you know like certain investments that you're trying to get to build the label kind of some of them went into the the single and it was just kind of like so you put all your eggs into the single and it didn't do yeah. as well as you thought and now you're you've yeah, lost money of, or yeah it was like it was like one of them kind of I knew the bigger picture but you know like you have to take what it is like so it, it wasn't uh, the lab- it wasn't the, the studio thing so I was thinking get, if we get a studio or whatever but obviously this single was the thing that brought people in to want to put some money so you had to let that money like things be spent on things and and uh, it was just a it was just a time where like it done well and it, it was a great tune the album like it's all these things that like we've got like an album sat there and yeah so it was like it was one of them things where like money went into one part of it because that was what we got the investment for and I would have liked to have seen it go into a thing as a whole like as a as a label as a whole and so hold on so your investment was so they gave you money for just like a single an album or yeah, a single? it was a single like and then if the single done well then we'd do some more stuff and uh we had like obviously a load of other artists sat there and I'd like to have been able to have built a platform because I knew that they was all talented like and they could all do something, but I suppose for that time, it was, as well as the single done, it didn't do what I think the the investors kind of Pictured envisioned, it. and yeah. it was disheartening, you know. And I had personal life stuff going on as well, and I just needed a minute to kind of regroup. And I got a big up Chronic here as well, because even when I had them little quiet, quiet times, Chronic was always like film me a video no 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 come come film me a video and then videos and kind of I suppose that kind of helped my transition into doing the music videos and music video directing so how long was your way for I think it was it was when Graham had this like little moment of you know when people was trying to was doing the more commercial music so Graham was had a bit of a quiet patch as well it's it like everyone kind of stopped and was doing it. so it was like I suppose Maybe a year, year and a half. But it seems it, like you was away for longer than that. Because I started to work with Dizzy. So I toured with him, filmed some mad memorable moments as well. And it was another journey of like what I was doing and done a few music videos for the label, like pumping it out, remix and things like that. And you had, it was just like a, another level of doing things. And then more and more music videos started to come around. I was doing more videos and that was kind of then from my journey from Dizzy's to where we are now I went to do music videos oh so you was so it seemed like obviously visually you wasn't doing anything but yeah. you actually was yeah, but yeah. you just wasn't putting out anything on risky roads yeah yeah pretty much yeah I was I doing like my, and obviously like I said I had a job I was like TV editing so it was like they, that was what was going on there as well you know like because you got to an age where you couldn't run around and just 
film stuff and throw it away onto the internet for free because before YouTube, we was already doing something and you had like a business model. So when YouTube come, kind of got rid of that and then you had to, like, so you had to live, you know what I mean? So I had to you get a job to help fund what I wanted to do. Yeah, so you start doing stuff with Dizzy. Yeah. When When is it you proper made your comeback then as like Risky Roads, like the brand really come back? I think the brand come back with the Look at Bye Bye set. I, oh. I, like obviously, I've done music videos, done the That's Not Me's and um, It Ain't Safe and Gang and Kane's videos. and But I think the Blue Bye Bye set kind of, that was like the old Risky Roads in a sense, kind of like kind of film a set and then doing the content. And then after that, it's like having the, the right things around me to maneuver things, to make things carry on and then. Having people like around like my mate Dell to come through and like you can kind of push push certain little bits of and then my brother's helping out and then all of these different elements allowed me to then think of little formats to help push the channel. Yeah. Like, well, not so much to push the channel because it was like I always wanted to do the production company thing, so I used my my YouTube channel rather than like a a, a channel like a GRM or a link up. It was always always to be like the pilot tester. Will that format work? I like that. Or I've got this idea for something. If we call it, we film it. That was kind of like okay. the process behind that. Because I remember you told me a story where you yeah. was just driving one time. I don't yeah. know what you was doing. You met Jammer, and I yeah, think yeah. he was a bit down in the dumps. And yeah, yeah. yeah tell, just, tell us about just that times, story. you know, like creative life. You know, you have your highs and lows. And big up Jammer for this. Like I'll never forget this. He, um, I he. I was I was at work, so black cab driver as well, wasn't I? I was at work and he was just walked across the front of the cab. Oh, where are you going? Like we're having a laugh and whatever. And he was like, "What's happening?" I said, "I'll pick you up." But he managed to get a, a cab. But he rang me. He was like, "What's happening?" You call? I said, "Yeah, yeah." We was talking for ages, and he was like, "You don't see me yourself." What's that? I was like, "I'm just in a bit of a weird kind of thing." Like we had a big old conversation, and uh, we had a good old heart to heart. And he really like that kind of moment there he reached out to I think Skeppy rang me the next day he was like oh Jam said what like you was a and it kind of you know like that was a pull up so I big him up for that it was like there's a moment of you know what I mean helping and from there it's just kind of propelled you haven't stopped yeah, yeah. so have you got any advice for any like young cameramen trying to get in the game my advice is always never stop and evolve like look how many different parts of risky roads there is i've had to like pick up will evolve or be extinct so many times like and i feel now the path i'm on with the production company things and docs and formats and getting into that world that's where i was always supposed to go so everyone's path different and sometimes you have to fail to find the path another one i got a big up as well is gigs when i was like in that same little patch of being a bit down um, around that time when I see Jam, Giggs rang me one time. He's like, come around my house. He's like, what's going on? Da, da, da. We had a big, like, we was talking. And then I said to him about the Nan thing. He's like, you keep talking about it, do it. And then that, that kind of helped me, like, kind of, you know, like, let me let me chat to me Nan again, try and get her on it. And them sort of things like that, you know, like, at times where you know they're going to work, just having someone else kind of say to you, no, just do it, Rune, come on. Yeah. Like, like remember who you are. You know what I mean? Them little things. Do sometimes you forget what you've achieved and yeah, what, how much respect you've got definitely. in the scene? 
you can do yeah like you you take for granted where not take for granted like but you kind of I'm one of them people that I always want to do something more and sometimes you forget where you've been and what you have achieved like Skep said to me one time he was having a talk and I was like he was just talking about where we all wanted to go next uh, I was like oh yeah I want to do this he's like yeah but you know how many people would love to be here where we are now and he broke it down that way and it's like you know what you're you're right you know like skip, like so all them little conversation the people that you keep around you and like now with like everything and them things kind of help you to propel and i would always say to everyone never ever take no for an answer and keep going and then times when it is dark and a little bit like you see like just dangled carrots and doors are shut doors are shut every shut door opens something else but you just got to see that other opening yeah and sometimes it's hard like i've been in that phase like i said where it's hard to see them openings and you do things and whatever and you forget who you are for a sec and you have to come back and like, i'm always thankful and i'll never forget everyone along the journey who who's helped like the gets his the gigs the, the chips the canes the get um the jammers the skeptors you know what i mean like that even like example as well as another one brought me into those load of videos and yeah. they're things that you I'll never forget you know what I mean if I forgot anyone's name in that little segment that's what it's, yeah, when you yeah, hear yeah, like yeah, trying to yeah. but um, yeah like they're all special people and obviously now to be able to do it with family brother I'm a nan and have Must my mate, mates come and be able to help out on things like Del and you know what I mean like they're all they're all good things in like my mate Louis as well I've got to pick up Louis Louis the Grime Grand series, I had the idea, told him he worked at a company called Lemonade Money. So I big up Lemonade Money as well. And obviously I didn't, I couldn't just shoot it on my own because to get the level of whatever it was. And they took the gamble and was like, look, let's just do it. So Louis, Lemonade, James, like they really like that kind of that belief in you helped to allow to do things like that as well. So there's still a lot of life TV left in TV channels, yeah, 100%. I want to, like, not always just do music. Like, pitch, picture, like I said, could be an animated series. Picture, comedy show, picture, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, and build a team around me to got product, like, to Richard, like, really take that production company. And, again, got a big up Lemonade Money cause, and Louis because doing that kind of gram gram thing with them helped me to see what I knew. You know, like sometimes you have to realise that you're not blagging it, you actually know it. Yeah. <laughs> and when that that moment happens, that propels everything. Perfect. Rune, nice, mate. thanks, thanks for joining me. No haircut and all. <laughs> he, Fresh yeah, out of lockdown. He, he said he wants us to put that in there. So people just don't think he's just how he's rocked up. How he's you know what I mean? Free lockdown, we're here. It's DJ Argue, the Graham History Lesson. Rooney, thank you so much oh, for coming. Thanks for having me, mate. Big up.